What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Collective Comics and the Lights Comics Action Podcast. We're diving into a very special episode for episode number 30 today. We had a special guest, Tommy, over from World at War, is putting out his first comic called Kingsville. And man, am I super excited. Yeah. You know, as usual, we're joined by the homie Jake. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. For those who don't know, we do typically when we have a guest. We uh, we just record the podcast and then we we talk about it and and film the intro after, so we do know kind of what was said. So this was a super super in depth uh, conversation as far as some origin stories for his characters. So oh, we yeah, got some yeah, new yeah. characters and uh, some background. Hearing the character stuff for me was like so. I was like, I'm gonna get some popcorn and sit back. Like I was just loving that. That was awesome. Yeah, I was like, this is this is Jake's thing right now. I was like, Jake is having like this is this is like every question that that he started to answer and start going into. I was like, this is what Jake wants to know because you're always talking about the creative side yeah. and, and the process, you know, and the creative process because it is a pretty in depth process. And you guys will see in this, uh, I guess you could say, interview. I think it's really cool knowing how much of that work he put in being his first comic being you know as small as he is he had a kickstarter to get this going you know he's funding a lot of this himself you know and you know him having the ability to be like i need to put this much work into my characters i need to put this much work into the story i think that's great you know because we don't see that you go and see like a marvel movie and you don't think of the whole story storyboarding you know aspect of it and you know the the however many years we've been getting Marvel comics is the backstory that they have to put into these characters, you know, and, you know, Tommy putting that much work into his first comic with these characters showing to light for the first time, you know what I mean? And having, having the sense to do that right away. I think that made it that much stronger. It's a dope comic. It's super cool. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, I'm not a hundred percent a conspiracy theorist, but I can definitely get into some conspiracies. And, uh, this, this comic <laughs> got me it super encapsulated right away. You right away as far as, uh, corruption and things that they're talking about. But without further ado, let's hear Tommy talk about these characters and, you know, where, where world of war comics comes from and why he did what he did and where his thought process went along the way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tommy from World at War. How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing great, Javier. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, no problem, man. So you are releasing your first comic. Correct. Yeah. Kingsville just released it about three weeks ago. We had a Kickstarter that was successful and um, finished uh, pretty quickly getting all the rewards out for the Kickstarter. So I was glad to get that over with and meet those commitments. You know, I, I purchased a lot of things on Kickstarter and nothing worse than backing a Kickstarter. And you, it's like a seven months later when you get your comic, you almost forget that you backed it. Right. So I try to time it to where, you know, the comic would be ready and I could send it out and give that people, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Maybe I should have just held it for a while because that's what usually happens. I'm not sure. But my first uh, time I did an Indiegogo and <laughs> it wasn't good, bro. I, my kids bought and uh, I think my parents bought a comic and that was the end of it, man. I was like, wow, that that uh, that plane had flames and went down pretty quick. So we went to right. Kickstarter and I feel like Kickstarter is a better platform for comics. So lesson learned. Right. Definitely before we jump in, do you want to lend a little bit of information to what World of War Comics is and, you know, how you came across that name and, you know, what exactly went into that before the Kickstarter came about? Yeah, yeah. Th thank you. So World at War Comics, um, if you were to Google how many wars are taking place at any given time around the world, or maybe not even wars, if you were to look up confrontations, um, there's over 100 at all times going on around the world. We just don't hear about um, about them very often, because to be honest, there's not a benefit to a lot of countries to talk about those wars, right? A lot of them are self-contained. Um, but it, it's kind of sad that there's that many going on and not that many people care, right? So I, I, I kind of, I don't know, I, I think there's a lot of corruption um, going on in the world. 
And uh, when you allow that kind of uh, fighting going on, I think it's kind of sad. So um, Kingsville is really a story very similar to that, right? You have a a group of people who uh, are outwardly doing a lot of good in communities. And because they're doing good, those communities are giving up a lot of freedoms to be part of that group. But what you, they don't see is behind the scenes, there's quite a bit of corruption going on. And I think any government around the world, not all, but I think a lot, um, there's probably some things that are related to that. So we named the comic book World at War Comics because there's a lot of warfare going on that you don't even see. And Kingsville is the first uh, comic book from World at War Comics, and you definitely see something happening behind the scenes that most of the public would never see, and it's not good. And that's kind of how we came up with the name, and uh, the story Kingsville, we've had, I say we, me, I, I've had that story for quite a while, um, and put it on paper, and just, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit older, and I thought, well, why not now? Um, it's not going to happen if I don't do it now, and that's kind of where we're at. So that's where the name came from, and that's how the comic book came. That's kind of what people say: is if you wait, you just wait forever. If you just put it out, and you'll progress over time. That's it's kind of what happened with this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> we didn't even know if we were going to put out an episode. We just wanted to make sure the mics worked and stuff. And then <laughs> here we are, thirty episodes later. You know, <laughs> how, many, how many episodes have you guys done? This is episode thirty. Nice, man. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. It's huge, 30, bro. 30 weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, if it's a passion of yours, you kind of just got to do it. And uh, you'll start to figure out things. And I guarantee, you know, your 20th was better than your 10th. And your 10th was probably better than your first, right? And so over yeah. time, I feel like comic books is the same way, right? The first one feels a little clunky because I've never done it before. And, you know, I'm hoping that two and three and so on and so forth get just better and better and yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I'm getting old, so I thought, well, if I'm ever going to do it, now's the, the time to do it. My kids are older, and my wife was like, go for it. And now she's like, dude, this is expensive, man. I didn't think you were going to spend that money, but it's all good, man. It's all good. What did that all process right. look like from, you know, the thought and wanting to get started to, you know, getting that first hard copy in your hand? Yeah, so to be honest – for most people who have stories in their, their heart or in their head, I think that's the easy part. Obviously, putting it down in comic book form, right, um, by by bracket or by box within the comic book, you know, is a, a little bit of an exercise. But I feel after going through it, that's probably the easiest part. You know, finding a good artist that is willing to stick with you um, long term, I think, is really difficult, especially as an indie comic person. I cannot tell you how many times throughout the day I get uh, like a ping on Instagram or Facebook or or TikTok of somebody saying, hey, I'm a manga artist or I'm an artist and I do pages and, you know, can I show you my work? And if you receive enough of those, you'll find out they're sharing the same work. I don't know who these people are. It's like a like a group of people somewhere in the world and they're se they're uh, sending the same pictures, but you got to be really careful um, finding a good artist because one, you want to do things right. You want to stay away from AI um, and you want someone who's kind of has a little bit of experience, but you also need someone affordable. Um, and I'm, I'm very fortunate that I found Daniel. Um, I actually found him on Reddit on an artist page and we started talking and <clears throat> showed him my vision and he dug it. And we just started working. And the great thing about him, the good and the bad, the, the good is he does the, you know, the, the art, he does the penciling, he does the inking, he does the coloring. So he kind of does everything. The last thing that was left over was the lettering. And I just had to learn how to do the lettering. And so I have my local comic book store, uh, Diggers Comics. Um, so shout out Ambrose, who's the owner of Diggers. Um, that's my, uh, LCS that I go to every Wednesday, but, uh, he's been in the industry off and on for a long time and knows a lot of people. And he helped me with the lettering and got me started. And so, yeah, I mean, it starts with a good artist, um, starts with asking a lot of questions, being humble. Um, and it starts with, uh, a few thousand dollars <laughs> to be quite honest, <laughs> right? Cause you, if you want your artist to stick around, you got to pay them a, a pretty decent wage. And, you know, the average page is probably anywhere from a hundred to $300, depending on the artist and their experience. So, um, and then covers are even more expensive cause that's separate. So yeah, it starts to add up. 
Therefore, you need to sell some comics to make up for that and have some successful Kickstarters to help fund the next one. Right on. So do you have a print count? Because you, you, you're doing three different covers. Yep. So so cover A and cover B are the, are the two made covers. And then I believe um, the black and white cover, cover C, yeah. is a one, limited 100 print? Correct. So this is a 100. I printed 100. They're all signed and numbered. I think you have one or two of those. Um, and, uh, yeah, those, I'm just doing a hundred and once they're gone, they're gone. Um, therefore our campaign. So it's our campaign variant. So we got through 50 of them, um, pretty fast. Um, I still have about 50 left, so we're only three weeks in. So we'll, you know, as comic book stores order like, uh, 10 of cover, if they order five of a and five of B, that's kind of my one in 10 variant that we'll send out with it that I'll just give to them for free and they could utilize that and sell that. Um, and then, as far as covers, uh, um, this is A and this is B right here. Um, we started off with 100 each. I'd like to get to like 500 and then shut her down. And, you know, hopefully over time we'll be able to get that number up. But, you know, I also want to be super practical. I only ordered 100 at a time and I'll sit on those until they're gone before I reorder. But, uh, yeah, you got to be careful. You don't want to overorder. Or you'll be sitting on your own comic for a very, very long time. So, the good thing is we're using Comics Wellspring. There's also Kablam. There's some really good um, publishers or printers out there that you could order like 25 at a time. So you pay a little bit more per issue, but it's a lot safer than being stuck with a bunch of products. So um, that's what you got to do. So is Wellspring and Kablam, are those both printing companies? Correct, yeah. Okay. Comics Wellspring is who we used. Um, I love them. They're super easy to use. Once you go through the process, you put your comic book together, put it into PDF form, um, you send it to them, and like in two weeks, you got your comic book. And they they just do comic books. I mean, they could do business cards and other things too, but they specialize in comics. And a lot of indie uh, um, publishers utilize them. Or Kablam, that's another good one. There's a bunch, to be honest. There's quite a few, but Comics Wellspring has been amazing. Um, super easy to work with. Customer service is incredible. Can't speak about them in a positive way enough yeah that's super awesome i had like no idea on as far as like the back end with like how many you have to order i was like i'm sure there's like a minimum you know so yeah. i'm sure that's hard to get in with with some other companies and stuff like that so the fact that you can order those 25 or 100 yeah. at a time um which is yeah you end up paying a little bit cool. more right you're paying probably mm -hmm. 270 to three dollars an issue so that means your cover price has got to be Right. So if you do just some simple math, right, if a comic book store needs to make about 30 percent margins on whatever they're selling, 40 margin, it's probably higher than that, to be honest. Right. Because, yeah. you know, Wednesday's your big day and that's going to kind of pay the bills for the month. Those four Wednesdays within a, a month, that's going to pay your whatever your uh, leases and whatnot. And then outside of that, right, you might be selling some back issues or Funko Pops or McFarland toys or something like that in between. Right. Um, but Wednesdays, you got to nail and you got to make some pretty decent margins. So if I'm paying 260 um, and then you got shipping costs to the comic book store, they need to make probably 250 off of your comic book. And then you got to leave a little bit of room there just for all the other costs that go into uh, shipping and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, your price starts to go up. And that that's kind of for anybody getting into comics your first time. And then hopefully over time, right, you start to build um, a little bit of a following. And if you're printing, you know, 750 to 1,000 at a time, all of a sudden your price drops to maybe a buck 50. And then you could bring your price down to like 499. And you look at companies like Image Comics, like Mark Miller is, I think, is one of the best writers right now in all comics, just me personally. The guy, whatever he does is amazing. Ambassadors, I mean, Nemesis, they're just, he's on all cylinders right now and he doesn't need to be right. The guy sold his company to Netflix. He's a millionaire. He could sit back and, and just enjoy his comics being turned into movies, but he's still mm. producing some badass uh, comic books. But uh, that guy is, you know, he's got one comic book nightclub. He's selling for a buck 99. You're like, dude, that's cheaper than my cost. Right. But that's because he's probably buying, you know, 60,000 or 50,000 at a time. So the more you print, obviously, the better price you get. But I'm a long, long ways from there, man. I just hope I get to issue four and I could still do it, you know, without we'll getting forest or broke, you know. Right, you, right. I think we'll get have, there. It seems super cool. Do you yeah. have four issues written already? Is that... I do. Yeah, I got... I probably got a good, like, you know, six or so issues. But my goal is to do... 
you know, four issues to start, like a four-part right. series, and then take those four and turn it into like a trade. And then, you know, if that's successful, come back with, you know, maybe five through eight and do four at a time. Um, and then the goal would be, you know, I, I obviously I started my own LLC, so I'm selling my comics on our website, worldatwarcomics.com. Um, I got a couple comic book stores right now that are um, selling them, and then hopefully more will come on. We're doing a couple shows here locally um, in Southern California. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the goal. Let's get to four issues, turn it into a trade, and hopefully we're successful and we can move on from there. Well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but the end of your first one made me ready for the second one. I'm ready for that second issue to come out for sure. And I think I think a lot of people who read that first one are ready for that second one already. So we, we definitely should get to four, I think. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, man. That makes me feel great, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. We've, You know, the people that have purchased it, um, have had really good things to say about it. So that's that's super exciting. I think uh, Daniel, our artist, did a pretty good job with the artwork through that. Um, that was really important to have decent art. Um, and he's super easy to work with. So where I lack on the writing side, he's able to pick up and through imagery, right, help tell some of that story. Um, but he's been awesome. But I, I'm so glad you said that. That's That makes me feel good, man. <laughs> you don't want to put something out there that's yeah. crap. <laughs> Well, I didn't say the rest of the comic was good. Just the oh, end. that good point. Good point. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good comic. I liked that. I enjoyed the art style. I'm I'm the art guy of the channel. Okay. I just keep talking yes, about art and this art and this style. I yeah. really liked everything about it. And that 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 third cover, that cover C, the one of ten or whatever it is now. Yeah. That I love that cover too. That cover. Oh, C good. Though. Yeah. No, I'm glad. Yeah, Daniel did all the covers, and in issue two, we'll have uh, um, we'll have art. Um, who uh, works for Marvel and Image, um, and he will be doing our issue two um, cover. So he's already done it. If you look at the last page of the comic book, you'll notice mm -hmm. there's a couple images. Um, there's an A, and then there's a B that kind of shows the the behind the scenes and the reality of who AGS really is. So we're super excited about those covers. And then I'm working on another good artist that also works for image. Like I can't afford for them to do the interior, but I might right. be able to afford for them to do the cover. And that's always kind of cool to have a, a cover done by Will Torres, who is, he's done covers for the boys. He's done yeah. image. He's done Marvel with Spider-Man. So you get someone like that, uh, helping you out a little bit. That re name recognition hopefully will help, uh, people get excited about your uh, next issue. Definitely start climbing that ladder and get up to Tom McFarlane. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that would be, be awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a dream. <laughs> not people reach uh Tom McFarlane stage, man. Right. Well, not, a, not a lot of people get to put out a comic book, man. So you're living it right now, man. So for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Tell awesome. my wife that she doesn't think we're living it. <laughs> not yet. Jeez. Not yet. Not yet. Tom McFarlane, you're out here with the social media game. Just, going to targets and all over the place yeah. you got quite the mcfarland toys collection over there too yeah also. man i i'm super <laughs> a big fan of mcfarland love everything mcfarland does so i probably got about 150 mcfarland figures um and then you know every i don't know probably every two or three weeks a, a box or two comes in because i'm constantly pre-ordering whatever like he just dropped a bunch of page punchers so i'll be ordering oh, those yeah yeah i mean i i'm a 12 year old man in a 48 year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all? I saw you rearrange them. What kind of project does that turn into rearranging all of them and organizing yeah. them? Yeah. How, what is, what time, kind of time does that take? <laughs> it's a couple hours on a Saturday, pulling them all off and rearranging them. And, you know, I have books here, so I bought more bookcases, which you can't see, which will be over here. So I'm waiting for the bookcases to come in. And I have some trades and some omnibuses that I'll move over here. Um, so I could continue to fill out that with toys. And then I have another rack over here with pops on it and Marvel. So I'm, I'm more of a DC guy. I love DC, but I certainly love Marvel, love Spider-Man, love X-Men, all that good stuff. So, but I grew up on DC, you know, you, if you grow up in the late seventies, early eighties, um, Justice League was huge in your life. X-Men was huge in your life. GI Joe, He-Man, like the eighties was magnificent for me growing up, man. Being that big of a collector of figures, are you looking at Kingsville figures at all? Or Man, one day, that would be yeah. the dream, bro. Yeah. I mean, I've looked into it just out of curiosity. But, um, yeah, if you think comic books is expensive to get into, right, yeah. 
Dude, I, I mean, just to do... So the mold is what is so expensive when you're doing figures. And uh, just working with toy manufacturers, I've reached out to a couple in China because that's the cheapest price, unfortunately, or India. It's $30,000 just for the mold. And then it ends up depending on how many you purchase. And a lot of them you have to purchase like 5000 at a time or they won't even do it. So you're paying 30000 for a mold. And then you're paying probably $3 per figure times 5000 So you're $15,000 just in figures. And now what do you put that inventory, right? right I mean, yeah. yeah. So that that's why almost, I mean, if you look at a lot of the um, comic book, you know, I use Mark Miller as an example. Um, there's no reason why there shouldn't be a nemesis um, action figure, right? I mean, it was popular a few years ago when the first uh, four-part um, series came out, and it's even po more popular now. But he won't touch that, and he's a multimillionaire, right? right yeah. Because of the cost, right? So it's it's expensive. That's why the big two are the only ones you normally find. Um, you know, I got a blood sport over here, which is pretty cool. Um, and then Invincible, you know, all the new toys from Diamond came out. So I'm up to date on all of those. And then I have a lot of, you know, I like anime too, man. I'm a big Demon Slayer fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, Death Note. I, Death Note, I think, is one of the best um, Netflix anime series that have come out in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of episodes, though, man. It's like thirty-seven episodes or something <laughs> crazy like that. But um, so I have those ones too. Uh, but yeah, I love it, man. I love it. My Hero Academia, I like. Yeah. Um, Chainsaw Man. There's so many good uh, anime um, that uh, yeah, love it all. I love it all. Right on. Huh? Did you, what about going through like a 3D printer? Have you ever thought about doing a 3D printer just to have something for yourself or? I did. So I, I do have Collapse. Collapse is the tall slender guy mm -hmm. with the arms that could shoot out. I did, I do have a figure, a seven inch figure of him that I went through a 3D. It costs about 120 bucks. Nice. And then uh, we're painting it right now. So my daughter, she does nails for a living. Okay. Uh, so she's really detailed. Yeah. So she's painting it for me to match the, the comic book. So hopefully when that's done, I can throw it up here. It's in her room right now. And then I'll order a collapse one. But that's as close to any kind of a figure. I mean, there's n no art articulation at all, right? It's just a stiff figure and it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, one day, man, that's the goal. If I could be big enough to where I have my own action figures, man, I think, I think that's I, every dream, right? I think mm -hmm. I need more static figures. Ask Javier about how my posing abilities are. They're not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give them a little bit of over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it, man. I get it. Oh, well, back to the comic, you know, was that something that you had always wanted to do? Have you always been into comics and wanted, was that always a goal that you had? Or is that something a little bit more recent, you know, being like, I can actually do this. Let's do it. I think, I mean, I started collecting comics when I was about eight years old, nine years old. There was a comic book store, I don't know, maybe a mile from my house. Um, and uh, so, I, yeah, we would ride our bike up there, you know, every Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, my parents would give us, you know, whatever we got for mowing the lawn and whatnot. And we'd ride up there. We'd go to the liquor store. It's called Lee's Liquor. And we would play uh, video games. So they had Street Fighter and, you know, a couple other games in there. And we'd get a roll of quarters. And then whatever we had left over, we'd buy his comic books. And buy, with the mid-80s, you're talking 50 cents a comic, maybe a buck on some of the more expensive ones. So on 10 bucks, right, you could play an hour of video games in the liquor store and then go buy, you know, maybe eight comic books for that price. And so that's what we would do whenever we had money. And, uh, man, I love comic books have been a big part of my life for a long time. I think uh, anybody who's a little bit artistic, um, even if they can't draw, right, there's other forms of artistic ability. But you start to dream. And uh, comic books has always been kind of an escape from whatever reality you're going through. And I think even today it still is. I don't think I started thinking about creating my own comic book probably until my, I don't know, 20s, 30s. I thought, man, it would be so cool. And then you start thinking, I had all kinds of different ideas for comics. And uh, and then I, I started thinking about some of the things that are going on in the world. And I certainly don't like getting political. Um, I try to keep politics. I want comic books to be a place where I don't have to think. And unfortunately, politics have kind of come in. And it's kind of pisses me off, to be honest. I want an escape. There's plenty of places to find uh, avenues to really get into politics. Um, but the reality is, right, everything has politics in it. And uh, I think things in this world start off very positive. 
and the bigger they get in doing good work for, you know, whoever they're doing good work for, um, there's always that element of corruption that could come in, right? Especially as more and more money starts to come in to fund whatever you're doing, whether it's nonprofit or for profit. And uh, it takes a special person to be able to manage a lot of responsibility without allowing corruption to come in. So I created a, a comic book that is that has AGS, which is very similar to like the World Economic Forum. Um, and I'm not by any means saying they're corrupt, but, uh, you know, what if they are, we don't know, right? We only see what we see. And so I thought, well, what if I created AGS, which is very similar to the world economic forum, yet they are corrupt. We know they're corrupt. At least the people that are working there are starting to realize that, but the rest of the world doesn't see it. And outwardly they're doing all these amazing things, but internally they're like moving chess pieces in order to gain more and more power. Um, with the goal of running everything and controlling everything. And if you don't see that, right, and you put a lot of trust into it, especially if there's genuine needs that are being met by a, an organization like that, it's kind of scary that they could take advantage of someone that has those kind of needs and you don't really know it. Um, and that's what we wrote about. I mean, Kingsville is really about that, right? Kingsville is this nation um, that... So far, it's the only place on earth that has this mineral called psychodone that AGS has been able to figure out how to turn it into a drug that could create superhuman powers. Um, and now that Kingsville sees AGS starting to pump out all these superhumans, and even though they might not see all the corruption, they're a little bit worried about one entity gaining that kind of power, especially if there isn't a balance for that power. Um, and so they're not as willing to support AGS and supplying that mineral. And AGS has made a lot of promises as to these nations that are signing up. Um, they're supposed to get a superhuman that's supposed to help them in those nations. And they got to come through or they'll start to lose some of the um, ground that they've gained. And so that's kind of where we're at in issue one. That's kind of the backstory of who AGS is and what they're doing. Um, and you see in this issue, it really centers around two of these superhumans, but there's a lot more. And, uh, in issue two, you'll probably see another five or so, um, that have already been around for a long time, but the two that are in issue one collapse, which is the hefty big guy, um, who's my personal favorite. I love him. Um, he, uh, this isn't in issue one, but it will come out in further issues, but he's had a, a really rough um, background, um, an upbringing that was pretty terrible, but, um, he's even without superhuman powers, he's been in fields that he's been able to exercise those powers. And he's been looked at by AGS as someone that if he receives superhuman powers, he could really become an asset. So he gets these powers and his, one of his main powers outside of like superhuman strength is he could collapse into a pool of water at any given time which is extremely scary. Someone this big and this strong could just come out of water form and just take your head off. Um, and he has a pretty violent um, background, which makes him even scarier. Um, so that's collapse. He comes out in this issue. And then you have Snapback, who was kind of the star quarterback growing up, always the most popular, a little bit arrogant. And he is the leader of the superhumans for AGS. And his superpower is, um, you know, strength, but he also, in a little bit of a, a Reed Richards way, can stretch his arms and legs. Um, and they can't stretch for eternity, but he, they could stretch out, you know, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 feet or so. Um, but they snap back. It goes as far as it can and it comes right back. So his nickname or his name is Snapback. And part of him is not only is he arrogant and... Uh, a little abrupt. Um, he also has a side where he's always kind of trying to prove himself. And if that means being violent, he'll be violent. If that means being, you know, stepping on people to get to the top, that means stepping on getting um, people to get to the top. He wears these serrated shoulder pads and he grabs them and pulls them off and puts them on his hands. And you can imagine him punching and his arms stretching out 10 feet, just going right through people and then snapping right back. And he puts them back on his shoulder pads and he walks away, but the damage has been done. So those are the two main characters in issue one that you see in the middle of the comic book. 
And you start to get a glimpse as to how AGS is utilizing their superhumans when they're not doing good deeds like helping to feed people and that type of stuff. Um, so those are the first two that came out. Like I said, there's a bunch more. You see uh, um, her name is the Kissing Bug, Lady Lex, at the very end of the comic book. Um, and AGS is starting to get pretty fancy as they're developing superhumans. They're adding insects or animals to help get some of those um, unique um, attributes into their superhumans. And I think you're going to like uh, killing. But if you look up the killing bug, it's one of the most deadly bugs in the world outside of like mosquitoes. Um, and Lady Lex has been blended with that. So you'll start to see her and some of the things that she's super attractive. Everyone wants to be with her, but you don't want to kiss her because um, it's deadly. So there's a lot of cool things about her. Um, I got a lot of really cool characters. I can't wait to to share with everybody in issue two and three. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of rambling now. But yeah, well, I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I a lot of this. The character development is such a fascinating thing to me just yeah. because, mm -hmm. you know, on 30, 28, however many pages we get of the first issue, you don't get the huge backstory yet you know there's yeah. more to come so just hearing where they come from is that that's the fascinating part to me i love character development and things like that yeah. so i'm i'm yeah. okay with you rambling a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i appreciate it yeah i mean character yeah. development is extremely important in comic books um so i've built like you know a, a couple page background for each of the characters and i hope that we could start to go into more character development i thought the first issue and I could be wrong too but I thought the first issue I wanted it to be somewhat fast paced I wanted to give kind of a 50,000 foot view of what's taking place and then after issue one and a little bit of issue two then starting to come and pull back a little bit and start to go into who these characters are how they were chosen by AGS what does it mean to be chosen what is the process of getting superhuman abilities all that I want to start to come out in issues two and three. And by the time we're done with issue four, I feel like we'll have a really good story that has a pretty good foundation. Again, I'm I'm projecting, but this is what my hope is. And then we put it into a trade, and then we start working on five through eight where we can really get into a lot of development. But Collapse has the really interesting backstory that I, I would like to do maybe like a one-shot on a couple of these characters eventually where we really get into his upbringing and what makes him so violent. I love that. I think it, I think it was Quentin Tarantino. He would write a whole book for his actors yeah. and be like, this is your backstory. It had nothing to do with the script. There's no script work in it at all. It's just, this is where your character comes from. So it was easier for them to understand what that character was and what it, how they were supposed to act and, you know, things yeah. like that. It's, it, it, it was a lot deeper than we can see on a TV screen or in a comic book or, you know, and it's great. I think that's super cool that you did that as an indie artist, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Issue one set it up pretty great. And there was even a fact in there, like as, as you're talking about kind of um, AGS kind of keeping it from society and civilians that are there. Um, and they're using the media to kind of influence them and say like, well, we'll, we'll play their game but then we're going to turn it on them using the media. So then they're the bad guys and then they have to join us. Yeah. So I was like, that is super interesting. And it's like, uh, you know, it, it's more than even, even, you know, just physical warfare at that point. It, it's like, I don't know how do you have war on, on the media, but a, yeah. that's kind of almost what it is. It's a tool to help win the war a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, you can imagine, right? You're this unelected um, entity that is making a lot of promises to these nations that have a lot of people in need, right? So, uh, you know, they're going to, like Nabel is one of the nations that uh, they go into, collapse in, and snap back. And uh, that's part of the development, right, is you, you have this nation that has a certain population, and the government has been elected, and their their sole job as any kind of a government is to ensure that they could create an economy that benefits the most, right? You're never going to benefit everybody, but benefits the most. And when things happen, like a pandemic or, you know, we have examples of that, right? That's kind of unfair to hold a government accountable to that. I mean, it's outside of their ability and they're doing everything they can to help. At least we hope they are. Um, you can imagine like Nabel, um, they have those same issues that are taking place 
And here comes AGS and like, hey, we could help supply. If you need oil, we could we got connections for oil. And we could get you good prices to help your economy. You need more jobs, we could help build manufacturing. I'm just making things up, but you could imagine this entity saying, look, we could really help you become a much more powerful um, nation that could help the the most of your population. Um, and in fact, to help with crime and, and help with all these other things, we'll even um, ensure that your country is represented by one of our superhumans. Um, and that's that's kind of the deal that they're making. And these nations are like, well, this is a great deal, right? I, we need more oil. We need a stronger economy. We need, you know, safety and all these other things. Let's let's do it. And all of a sudden they got this superhuman that they could utilize to whatever, whatever they need it for. What they don't see is how AGS is using these superhumans. And uh, that's where it becomes interesting. And it'd be interesting to see, too, in issue two, how many of these leaders of these nations are actually now in on what AGS is trying to do. Um, and I think a lot of that will come out in issue two as well. Is there Where can people find the comic and... In- I'd imagine the Kickstarters, those are closed now, correct? Or yeah, the Kickstarter is closed, but we're selling the comic on our website. So there's $6.99 plus shipping and taxes and stuff. Um, but yeah, you could go to our website, pick that up right now. Really quick shipping. You know, as soon as I get the the alert, uh, I will box it up and ship it out. So you should get it in a couple days. Um, and then, you know, we got t-shirts and we got hoodies. We got all kinds of cool stuff on the website. So Knock yourself out um, and then uh, sign up for our newsletter. We'll start to produce a newsletter that will give you all the updates on all the cool things that are going on. Um, we'll have a Kickstarter that will start in June. That will be part issue two, part issue three, just to help with the cost with the artist and and you know publishing and all that. Uh, I mean, it, to, for my first comic, you know, I'm a few thousand dollars in um, just to produce the comic. So it's it's not cheap. And uh, I certainly want to do this long term and get to that issue four. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll have a goal. I'm not sure what the goal will be. I want to see um, how much it'll cost for issue two, depending on how much we get through on issue one. And then we'll put a goal. And what I'd love to do is, you know, if the goal is, you know, $1,500 in the Kickstarter, what I'd love to do is anything over $1,500 reinvest into other Kickstarters and just, you know, help support other Kickstarters. There's going to be a certain amount that would be helpful for us to to get everything printed and, and get everything ready. I certainly don't need anything more than that. Um, and we'll just give back. So we, we like to, if you follow us on Instagram or TikTok, we do a lot of giveaways. In fact, right now for the month of May, if you go to our website and you purchase the $6.99 cover A or cover B, um, for free, you'll be entered into a drawing and because I collect so many McFarlands, they give me free ones once in a while. So I have a good probably eight or nine McFarland toys that have never been open. Um, so I picked out five, including the new 12-inch Flash, which is going for, I think, 40 or 50 bucks on McFarlandToys.com. Um, I'll randomly put your name in a bowl, and June 1st, I'll start pulling names and giving away McFarland toys and sending those out to you for free. So... Uh, Another incentive to go to our website and pick up our comic. I'm that confident that if you buy it, I think you'll like it. And I'm willing to give away some of my extra McFarland toys to to back that up. What are your social media handles? Are they all World at War comics? Uh, Correct. Yeah, World we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Clapper, Hive. Um, geez, what else are there? We're everywhere, man. We, we're, we got, Bumble. Yep. Uh, yeah, not Tinder, <laughs> but I do. Uh, yeah, OnlyFans. No, right, I'm just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be devastating. I would definitely be broke. Um, but yeah, we're, <laughs> I got my own YouTube page, so I do interviews at World at War Comics. So we just had Tim Seeley on. We just had uh, Emma Kubert, who uh, works for Frank Miller Presents and Image Comics, and she has Stoneheart, which she just came out with. Tim Seeley's been around for 25 years. He freaking got a comic book coming out. I was making fun of him. He literally has a comic coming out every week. So he has uh, Local Man, which is, if you're not reading Local Man, you're missing out. Incredible comic book. Um, we just had uh, David Boer, who wrote Specs. He wrote uh, Canto, which is one of my favorite comics. If you haven't read Canto, it's awesome. The little guy, the little uh, medieval guy, he's amazing for IDW. Um, but yeah, we've had a lot of really, uh, Kari Andrews who does erratic and he writes for Spider-Man and, uh, does artwork for Spider-Man. So yeah, we've had some pretty cool, uh, 
indie slash uh, you know DC Marvel folks on. I try to do just indie, so a lot of the folks work for Marvel, but they also have their own indie stuff going on. Is there is I want to go back to the trade a little bit. The printing company that you're working through now is do they also do trades or do they do they paper do. and then you have to find somebody else for trade? They do. Trades. No, they do it all, man. I'm telling you, go to Comic That's Wellspring cool. on their website and check them out. They also have a store, so my comic will be in their store as well. Um, so all the comics that they print, there's an option that you could purchase another 25 and you keep it in their warehouse and they'll sell them from their own bookstore. So you could buy comics. It's a great place to go. Um, for comic books, um, for indie comic books. So if you, and I'm telling you guys, I love DC, I love Marvel, um, but I'm really passionate about indie comics, not just because I wrote a comic. I've always been into indie because there are stories that are taking place in indie comics that Marvel and DC just can't do, right? They got a l many years of canon that they have to follow. They have, uh, most of their characters are 10 to 90 years old. Um, so it's very difficult to go kind of outside of the box of the superhero thing. I know they had Vertigo for a while where they were doing some unique stories. DC did, but Indy's where it's at. You want to read some awesome, I mean, something is killing the children. If you're not reading that, yeah. you're missing out. There's some dope, dope um, comic books out there that are just freaking kick ass. Um, Alterna Comics, I'm telling you, man, they're old school. They're like $1.50 to $1.99 because they use that old school paper from like the 80s and oh, 90s. sweet. But the stories are mind-blowing, man. There's Can't Kill Cade, which is like a, a Deadpool slash, I don't know what you call them, man. Blood, bloodshot slash Deadpool. Um, yeah, they, they got some really amazing things going on there. At Alterna. I mean, I could go on and on about indie comics, man. A lot of people don't realize, right? You walk into your comic book store, you see IDW, um, you see Image, obviously, which, you know, you got to give a lot of respect to Image and what they've done for the indie comic scene. Um, but you got, uh, God, there's so many of them. Dark Horse, right? Uh, Boom Studios, uh, TKO. There's a lot of them out there that have pretty good distribution because they go through Diamond or or uh, Penguin, um, Random House. But there's this whole host of other comic books that most people don't know about that are probably some of the best reading comic books you will ever see with amazing art. So you got to dig in. If you want a list of people who you should be following, um, let me know and I'll give you a list of people that I've interviewed or comics that I have. Um, yeah, you, you got to do that, man. Godhood Comics has a comic book that is out that is it'll blow your mind in fact they're turning it into a series on tv so i can't give a lot of details but tyler is the owner of godhood they're called the antagonist um and it's a family of villains um and it is so good that um they've got major investments from a, lo a lot of money and they're going to turn it into a tv series so you got to check that out um absolute keisha demon killer um, is another independent comic book. Probably the best artwork I've seen of any comic book. Check it out, man. Um, so yeah, I could go on and on. I could introduce you to some of these. You should have some of these folks on your show because they're producing stuff that's better than the big two. And uh, they're they're being recognized for it. Um, but as an indie you know, community, we should know about them. I got a big list now to go through and, and try to find a bunch of cool books because these books that you're recommending sound really awesome. Even, yeah. You know, obviously, Kingsville. <laughs> you know, Kingsville sounds really yeah. great. Yeah, go, go to Kingsville. Go to worldatworkcomics.com and pick up Kingsville. Um, you'll probably get a, a pretty cool McFarlane toy out of it. But, uh, yeah, man, we really appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about it, and uh, we're really excited about it. If there's something else I could do to help your channel, let me know. Um, it's a, it's a small community and we want to support one another. So I'm, I'm not a, I've, I've lived my life of competitiveness. I really just want to give back to the community, want to give back to indie comics and, and just create a community where we could talk about comics and right. leave all the drama outside, man. I've had plenty of drama in my life. Don't need any more. Right. Yeah, we, man. Well, thank we you for from, coming on. Yeah. We come from yeah. a music background. So we just nice. talked about that coming over here is. It's so much more friendly, you know. You don't you don't get interactions like this in yeah. In what type of music? Uh, a little bit of everything. Kind of yeah. Metal for a long time, but yeah, uh, we both kind of ventured out in different ways as well. Nice. Yeah. So, having, so all these comic books for you guys too, while you were uh, 
music kind of took over for me yeah music kind of took over for me a little bit and then it was like i have a priority of music and and guitars and gear and then um once that kind of slowed down a little bit i was finally able to get back into comics and and uh, start reading again i was like i miss this you know like (laughs) yeah it took five or six years but i'm back (laughs) man oh that's cool man i'm glad you guys are on the comic side and hopefully you can still do some music to get that out of your system when you need to but we're still doing it we're still doing it one of the questions that i did want to kind of ask you was how if uh if there's any other shops that are kind of you know could be watching this podcast if they wanted to distribute your comic how would they go about doing that yeah if they could reach out to me at info at world at war comics.com um yeah i mean i'll i'll send them comics so fast <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean i have a list of comic book stores i've reached out to and unfortunately man uh diamond and uh, uh penguin uh they do a really good job of distributing and they also do a really good job of making sure that people don't go around them so trying to find comic book stores because it's just so easy right every week a comic book store owner is going to one of those websites they're purchasing whatever comics they need for the next week and then once they're done they don't want to go to another website and send an email to get an independent so you got to really work hard to get on those but I'm, i'm hoping that more will reach out i've actually through southern california have been taking comics to them um, just to get my name out there and try and do some signings. So we'll be doing a couple signings here in Southern California at a couple comic book stores. Diggers, which is here where I live, I'll be doing a signing in two weeks. Um, we have a comic book uh, convention in Ontario, California called Revolution, which is, I mean, you have, obviously you have San Diego, which is mega, right? Then you have WonderCon, which is about a quarter of the size. And then Revolution is probably a quarter of the size of that, but it'll get a few thousand people in there. So I'll be doing that one. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, this this first round, I'll just stay kind of local, but I'm hoping that I can get to other comic book stores, you know, in Northern California, maybe uh, some border states. Um, I just got to make sure that I'm successful with the first one. Right, right. Man, you can do a whole like tour, come through the Midwest and everything and I would love. <laughs> where are you guys awesome. located? We're we're like forty five minutes out, outside of Chicago. We're right over the border oh, okay. of Indiana. Nice, so, yeah. Yeah, not 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 too far, but we're actually somehow we're kinda blessed with having a lot of shops around us. And yeah. I know so many stories of people that just like, dude, I have to drive like an hour and a half to get to the closest comic book store to get anything that I want, you know, and people don't know it. And I'm, and we're in the vicinity of like just driving a half an hour and being able to hit like six or seven. Wow. It, yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's kind of crazy. I didn't think it was that, you know, that big. <laughs> you know, I, I have a lot of friends on TikTok. Juan, uh, I can't remember what he goes by, but Juan reads comics. He's a pretty awesome guy. But I was talking to him. Indiana is a great place for comic books, man. Yeah. Right, and you have a pretty good Comic Con too in Indiana too. That's quite large, I think. Right? Yeah, and where we're at, it's kind of like you can drive an hour and a half to get to that Comic Con, oh, wow. or you can go to Chicago and go to C two E two and, and yeah, do yeah. those ones as well. And there's actually one that had just popped up called the uh, NWI Comic Con, oh, um, okay, hosted by uh, a local family that that lives in uh, lives around us. And, nice. Uh, they started pulling, you know, I think they, they said five or 6,000 people this last year. Oh, wow. And, uh, it started as this little local con. And it, I mean, it's still, you know, little and local as comparison to Comic-Con. But um, the fact that it got so big this year, they're like took over the entire <laughs> Lake County fairgrounds and everything. It was so cool. Dude, that's dope, man. I love to hear that kind of stuff, man. Right on. Well, is there anything you would like to tell people? before we uh, go just shine some more light on kingsville a little bit or nah i appreciate it I, I think we did enough man you could follow me at world at war comics on pretty much any social media we're, we're fairly active i got my 20 year old daughter helping me with posting <laughs> and stuff like that because she's smarter go. than i am when it comes to that stuff but uh yeah we're pretty active on on that we do a lot of giveaways so if you want free comics like if I have a, a second issue of anything, I'm giving it away always. So, um, and also I'll go to like Alterna and some of these um, independents and I'll purpose, purchase comic books and give them away for free just to help get the word out. So um, we do a lot of that. And then obviously my website is uh, worldatwarcomics.com. Check us out. It's a pretty dope, I think, website. Super easy to use and you can get our comic and hopefully win a McFarland toy. Right on. Thank you so much for coming through and shining some light on some things that, you know, 
smaller people smaller than you don't know so how yeah, you know yeah. how the printing stuff works how the kickstarter stuff works and how much it costs you to get started so i appreciate yeah. you you know coming through and doing that with us yeah of course no it's my pleasure really enjoyed uh meeting you two guys hopefully uh you know we could stay uh in contact man really enjoyed oh, the time definitely. hopefully For this sure. isn't the I last time that, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i hope not either yeah. not yeah. either i gotta get some more of that character development stuff so you yeah come back and talk to me about it right. i love it man let's connect all good right. sounds great thank you all right guys appreciate it wrapping up this episode man thank you to tommy at world at war for coming on the podcast and sharing his process on on creating his first comic book called kingsville if you guys haven't already went over to worldatwarcomics.com go check it out you're going to be entered to win in some of his mcfarland toy giveaways and if you haven't already checked out our whatnot now's the time to do that check the link in the description and and use our promo code and get a free ten dollars to use on whatnot because I think after it's going to be the week after this podcast, we're going to be on whatnot giving away five different issues of um, this World at War comics giveaway that Tommy gave to us specifically to give away. So go and thank him over on his Instagram at World at War Comics. Yeah, we got we got one of those uh, the variants the, the the cover C or whatever. What is it called? What do you call it? The one of ten. One of ten. The one of yeah. ten ratio and. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, the, the limited 100 print, 1 of 10 ratio. So I'm super excited about that. Cover A and B are limited to 500 printed. So that this is a super cool comic that I'm, I'm you know, I'm giving away the five that he sent, but I'm going to have to go and pick myself up a copy because oh, if, sure. with 500 printed and this cool of a story, it's going to be collectible. I'm ready for issue two, man. Let's get into Me it. Me too. I'm ready for <laughs> issue five, six, seven, and eight. Right. You know, so let's get them there, guys. Go show support. Go show support at worldatwarcomics.com. And like always, you can check our description for things like free money on whatnot. Like Javier said, $10 using that link to sign up. You can use it anywhere on whatnot. And you can get 10% off w.gg on your jitterless energy using code Collective Comics at checkout. And until next time, this has been Collective Comics. <laughs>